Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Second half of the one o'clock hour is underway. 137 is, is the time. Uh, I have uh, a long list here in front of me of wonderful uh, suggestions. And I'm kind of going through one by one looking at the duration. So I'm sorry, let me back up. Uh, I'm hitting the road later this afternoon. I'm going to start my eastward trek uh, as I start my new job in Washington, D.C. next week. Uh, and I, I'm, a, I'm a big, well, I have this year returned to being. <laughs> a big reader. I took a break there when old Aunt Rhoda came to town. For some reason, she doesn't have it in me. Uh, but I've been reading a lot, and I want to get through uh, this road trip of mine, uh, filling that time with uh, with audiobooks. Uh, I have a few that I uh, I'm going to read. Uh, Mike Lee's written a couple. I'll, uh, I'll the senator has uh, written a few books. I'll probably listen to on the way out. And uh, I wanted to uh, intersperse in there some some others, and uh, I needed. I need some suggestions. And you were very gracious to send in via text message and a few phone calls uh, some really great, uh, some really great uh, suggestions. Uh, the authors I enjoy, uh, so this is more general, uh, David Baldacci, Lee Childs, James Patterson. I have read uh, books from all three of those authors. I remember years and years ago, uh, the first James Patterson book I read was Along Came a Spider. Uh, I think, too, uh, that might have been, no, that's not true. It was one of the, I'll say, it was one of the first times that I read a book and then saw the movie uh, and, like, went through detail by detail uh, deciding if they did a good job or not. And ultimately, I, that was the first time I entered the club, the very uh, hoity-toity club of, uh, and snooty, I, no, the book, was, the book was, was much better. I far preferred the book to uh, the movie. That's almost always the case, right? The book's better. One, one glaring exception, though. You ever read, uh, you ever read, you ever read Winston Groom's Forrest Gump? Yeah, re, re, go back. Yeah, it was a book first. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump, my favorite movie, uh, was a novel first from a number of years earlier. Uh, give it a read. It's quick, it's short, uh, but it is also absurd. It, it, one of the very few instances where the movie is uh, remarkably better than the book. Anyway, listen, I'm off topic. Uh, the The list is is wonderful. It's great, and I look forward to coming through here. Uh, also, someone points out to me that uh, that of course General Conference is uh, airing this weekend, uh, so we'll uh, have to dip into that. Available right here on KSL. Uh, all, all sessions will be available here on KSL News Radio this weekend, and in between, uh, there's wonderful programming. 
names and voices you recognize, uh, talking about themes and topics that uh, you don't always hear. And you will be able to hear them uh, here in between the sessions of General Conference this coming weekend right here on KSL News Radio. Uh, I got a couple minutes here before we go to break, and I want to talk about a a poll which was conducted by uh, Scott Rasmussen. And in that poll, uh, uh, conducted by Rasmussen, uh, commissioned by the Deseret News in conjunction with the Hinckley Institute, and it looked at here in the state of Utah some of the attitudes uh, regarding gun control measures. And if I'm honest, I am a, a bit surprised uh, at some of these results. Um, what, uh, what I'd invite you to do is uh, make your way to Deseret.com. Uh, this uh, article written by the great Dennis Romboy published last night about 10 o'clock. The headline reads, Poll shows gun control measures Utahns favor and don't favor in light of mass shootings. So the, the big question is, uh, can, asked of uh, about 1,000 Utahns, Registered voters specifically contacted by Scott Rasmussen between, uh, well, late March, uh, uh, March 26th and March 31st. You don't even know that, but it was recent. Um, the question he asked was, uh, quote, in light of recent mass shootings, which of the following would you support? In light of recent mass shootings, which of the following would you support? Uh, I'll be honest. I may not have included, you know, I'm no professional pollster or anything like that, but the idea hopefully is to get to like the true feelings of folks. Uh, and so why do you mention, you know, anything happening in the community? Why not just ask which of the following you support? Anyway, that, I'll, I'll set that aside. Uh, and Scott Rasmussen supporters are probably listening to me right now saying, hey, Leap, he's a pro. Back off. Anyway, the, the question again, in light of recent mass shootings, which of the following would you support? 65% of respondents, again, this is 1,000 registered voters here in Utah, 65% indicated support for a requirement for universal background checks. 34% uh, responded favorably to a ban on assault-style weapons. Uh, Assault-style weapons, I presume that's uh, a reference to uh, like AR-15 style. Uh, those are like semi-automatic rifles with pistol grips and detachable magazines and uh, maybe some kind of special optic or stock that moves around. Anyway, uh, moving on. Another question. Stricter permitting processes for carrying a concealed weapon. 29% of Utahns support that. And then 11% expressing they don't support any gun control measures. Uh, so... Uh, a ban on the certain types of weapons, 34%, and stricter permitting processes for carrying a concealed weapon, 29%. Uh, that's, that's the minority uh, in both of those instances. The, the, surprising, uh, the surprising response and data coming from this, for me at least, is the 65% uh, supporting a requirement for universal background checks. A uh, real quick uh, summary of what that means. Um, we, we, we've talked about this uh, as legislation has been presented Uh, here in Utah on the state level, as well as a a pair of bills which passed the House of Representatives uh, back in Washington a few weeks back, uh, though likely not to go anywhere in the Senate. The the, the failed efforts here and the stalled efforts in Washington uh, essentially go after the same thing, and it's the private transactions. Uh, If you 
you know, you go online and there's uh, the utahgunexchange.com. If you encounter someone uh, who is selling something or is looking to buy something and you have that certain something, you can you can make that connection. And I've done this a number of times myself. And you end up, uh, you know, making some type of uh, arrangement, some kind of terms. There's a, a price agreed upon. And you, you got to meet up to exchange the payment for the goods. And here in the state of Utah and in many places around the country, uh, sales like that, private sales between private individuals of firearms, uh, are, are without restriction and do not require, uh, well, I shouldn't say they're without restriction. you, you got to be otherwise uh, you know, legally able to uh, to have a firearm, uh, but what what those private sales? Uh, what makes them different from, say, uh, going into a gun shop and purchasing something is a transaction between private individuals uh, doesn't require a background check. Now, I, w- I always feel compelled to point out that if you uh, are like me and you scour through like FBI crime stats and uh, CDC information, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find any kind of trend of violence or trend of crime uh, stemming from transactions of this type, and yet it is still that uh, that many uh, are, are supportive uh, of it. Uh, it is, at least in Washington, it is a very important Democrat initiative. Uh, here in the state of Utah, it's prominent uh, representative, prominent Democrat representative Brian King, uh, who repeatedly pushes uh, this effort? And according to this survey, uh, when asked in light of recent mass shootings, which of the following would you support? Sixty-five percent of those respondents, again a thousand registered voters, uh, support a requirement for universal background checks. Uh, what do you think? Five seven five zero zero. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I, I would be anxious uh, to know what you feel. Five seven five zero zero. Again, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Um, that's that. And if you if you if you're sitting here next to me and you're looking at the text messages, you see the uh, the first three come back. All of them uh, similar, uh, saying, "Hey, would universal background checks have stopped mass shootings?" And I, I have yet to find uh, data on a shooting like this where uh, where you know the weapon used came about. Uh, via private transaction. I just haven't found one. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. I am always open to being corrected. 57500, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, We're going to take a break right now. When we return, we'll be joined by KSL television reporter Garna Mejia. She has been, uh, for the past stretch here, following the tragic case uh, surrounding the death of a Kearns woman, Nicole Solorio Romero. Uh, We have learned some updates today, additional charges filed against suspects as well as the location of her body. Updates coming from Garna Mejia next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said... You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.